0: Welcome to episode 177 of Explode Your Expert Business Show, brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, the expert strategist, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. Today's a bit of a different episode because uh, instead of talking about business, we talk about uh, um an important topic, which is uh, our future generations. Now, I believe that uh, in the coaching world and in the expert world, it's important to give back in particular to young people and, and children because they represent the future of humanity. And uh, that's why I've been working in lots of schools. There were periods where I was working in uh, delivering programs in more than 150 schools every single year. And uh, one of our clients, one of our GTEX Lifetime members, Stella Maher, uh, she has a great passion about working with young people and uh, she's doing great things and I wanted to um, give her the opportunity to uh, spread their message on the show, in particular for you guys to learn what does it take really to raise conscious individuals. In fact, uh, in this in this in this episode, we are talking about uh, social media, young women, uh, because Stella works mainly with young me- women, and perfection. In fact, teenage girls and young women face immense pressure to look perfect, and have been feeling the pressure for quite a few decades. In the past, popular magazines or newsstands dictated the standards for how girls should look and what they should wear. Today, the pressure has intensified thanks to social media and uh, other, uh, other media. And Stella is an incredible confidence coach and campaigner as well against cancer. And in this coaching session, we talk about uh, uh, how you can put health above appearance, accepting your women for who they are and supporting your women to feel beautiful in their own skin no matter what the shape and and their size. So if you believe and you take care about the future generation, then make sure you listen to this interview because you will absolutely love it. And uh, I believe also it's relevant for men as well, because personally I struggle a lot with my body image. I went through anorexia, bulimia, overeating. Not many people know about that um, because it's not relevant in the the work that I do in in terms of business side. But it's something that is uh, um, is always uh, be very important for me. So listen to this episode; you will absolutely love it. And if you want to become a lifetime member and having a great opportunities like this one to be featured in our show, then uh, why don't you uh, join uh, our courses? Uh, you can find the link, uh, which is www.gtex.events/call where well, you can have a chat with our team and see how can you be part of the lifetime membership or any other program that we have. Also, if you haven't uh, uh, downloaded our selling from the state checklist, you want to make, create six-figure presentations and seminars, then join, uh, get the checklist. The link again is in the show notes. And to receive daily support, uh, to grow your business, get exclusive, exclusive training, then uh, join our Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. You can find uh, also the link in the in the show notes or you can find them as well on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show, subscribe right now. Like, what the heck are you waiting for? Really? It's amazing. <laughs> and uh, if you want to reach out to me, send me an email at simone.com at uk, It comes straight into my inbox and uh, I answer all your requests, or you maybe want to simply say how much you love our show, and I really appreciate that. Now, without further ado, it's time to hear it from Stella Maher, social media, young women, and perfection. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. Today, I'm here with the one and only Stella Maher. How are you doing, Stella?
1: I'm fine, thank you, Simone. How are you?
0: I am incredibly well. I'm really excited about uh, this interview. We are going to talk about confidence, the amazing work that you do also for young women, uh, which is very needed in society right now. So I'm really happy to explore uh, the work that you do and the impact that you make in young people's life. Before uh, I start and we talk about that, uh, why don't you give us a bit of background uh, of how did you end up uh, uh, having this passion and doing what you do now?
1: I think I'd like to start by telling you the story of Rachel. Rachel Mm -hmm. is a young woman. She's 19 years old. She's five foot, four inches tall. She weighs 70 kilograms and she has two sides, (laughs) has an interior side and exterior side right on the inside rachel is very self-assured and confident and strong and beautiful but the problem is that rachel has no idea that she has these qualities on the outside rachel feels very insecure she struggles with low self-esteem she struggles with lack of confidence Mm. brought on by peer pressure by family pressure by academic pressure societal pressure and you know the worst pressure of all the pressure to look like kim kardashian <laughs> and all the celebrities on on um, yeah. love island yeah that's her biggest pressure so she's constantly comparing herself with these celebrities because she's constantly being bombarded on social media with images and pictures and messages about these supposedly perfect-looking celebrities Mm. and she keeps comparing herself to them. And to make matters worse, one of her friends then tells her that she doesn't have the the, the, bikini body, whatever that means. So as a result, Rachel is constantly stressing about her appearance. Last night, Rachel said goodnight to her parents and her kid brother. She walked up to her bedroom, she shut the door. She sat on her bed and she rolled the sleeve, her left sleeve, and she started to cut up her arm with a razor. This is the third time that Rachel has self-harmed and she's not alone there are thousands of young people out there who are going through exactly her experience Hmm. so my passion is to help young people like Rachel to discover that self-assured strong beautiful person hidden inside them and to help them to connect with that person. My passion is to help them, um, to help young people to take control of their lives before they sink into the depths of depression and and have to resort to self-harming and to um, eating disorders. And this is why I do what I do. This is why I'm a confidence coach to young people.
0: This is uh, something I can relate to. I've done done a lot of work with young people myself, and uh, self-harm is one of the biggest, biggest thing that is affecting young people today, and as you suggested and as you said, is because of this pressure, constant pressure, 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 pressure that they have from the school, from the parents, from the media, from the magazines, from now the social media as well. Uh, I would love to know as well, uh, from you, what was your journey? As a teenager, were you born super confident? Did you have to grow into it? What was your journey?
1: Very, very far from it. In fact, as a a teenager, I was bullied and I was extremely shy. I had no confidence. I struggled with low self-esteem. I was bullied because I was very well for being skinny. And um, because I, I don't believe that there is no any ideal body shape Hmm. we're all we're all different so it doesn't matter whether you're supposedly skinny or or shapely or, or you're like kim kardashian you should be respected and loved for who you are and so i i struggled a great deal as a teenager and that's also why i decided to focus on coaching young people because back then I wished I had somebody to help me. I wished I had somebody to hold my hand and to tell me that it was all right to look the way I did. I didn't know that and I thought it was wrong for me to look the way I did and I stressed over it and then I built this huge wall around me and I was very much a loner. So it was not a very pleasant time.
0: And how did you come out of it?
1: Well, I I gradually started Realizing that I wanted more, I started off being a secretary. Actually, I worked in admin. My background is actually in admin. I worked as a secretary and a PA, and I was busy organizing other people's lives, and um, and and meanwhile, my own life was a mess. So that that insecurity was always there, but gradually I started to realize that I I wanted more out of life, and so I started to develop a passion for self-development. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then I, I started finding out that the more I became aware of certain things, the more I wanted to help people to, to become the best that they could possibly be. Because I believed that in doing that, I would be helping myself as well. So in a way, becoming a coach actually saved me, to put it that way
0: what uh, what in particular did you use uh, to help you because you said uh, becoming a coach saved me uh, what did you use uh, uh, to change your life what was the, the things that you did that to have that uh, um, to be able to move forward in that way
1: well well applying the principles i learned as a coach it's like the, the good thing about the coach is that you've got to practice what you preach. You can't tell your clients to do one thing and then do something different. You can't tell them to be positive and then wallow in, in, in negativity yourself. So, so becoming a coach was also helping me to become all those things I wanted to help my clients to become.
0: And- I'm I'm curious about uh, w- at what point did you realize that you wanted to become a coach? At, w- at oh. what point you said, uh, uh, okay, this is the <laughs> right path for me?
1: Um, that was about f- five years ago, actually. Yeah, I that's that's when I I realized I wanted to be. I I, I attended um a session by the um, by the body that I studied with. Mm-hmm. They had this this taster sessions that they run in London, and I attended it, and and that's when I realized that that's what I wanted to do. But even after that, I was still putting it off. <laughs> it took <laughs> something else <laughs> to make me realize that I needed to really get going.
0: And what was it something else? What, what it was took, it for you?
1: It took becoming ill with cancer for me to realize that, that um, I didn't have you know, that I could wake up and and die the next day and that I didn't have too much time to mess around. So that's what pushed me.
0: How did that that affect you? Because, you know, getting diagnosed with cancer is not uh, an easy news to take. Yes. And uh, I had a lot of friends around me that uh, every day Almost, I hear someone that uh, I know, which is diagnosed with cancer. And uh, I've seen how a lot of them, they change, becomes a turning point in their life. They make a lot of realizations. Yes. And other, they just get deep into depression. Yes. So what I'm curious to know, from your perspective, what was for you that made you go uh, into, use it as a springboard rather than uh, uh, a way to, under which you can suffocate?
1: Well, it, it, it was a springboard for me because it, 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 it gave me that realization that I didn't have too much time to, to mess around. I mean, cancer, it shows you that, you know, that, that just you can't afford to wait and think, I have all the time in the world. Because when you're told you have cancer, the last thing you have is all the time in the world. You could mm. die. It, that became a reality for me that I could actually die. Although luckily I survived it. Mm-hmm. But the reality that I could die then was very, very real. And that's what pushed me to go and get my qualification.
0: Uh, Is uh, It's incredible to see how people like yourself then... Uh, of all well congratulations and uh, i'm really happy that <laughs> things turned out for the best um, yeah. and that we met each other yes and, uh, and in particular because of the fact that uh, now this is part uh, of your inspiration this is part of your story this is part of of who you are so based on uh, uh, the experience that you had with cancer Is there a message that you would like to give uh, to our listeners right now um, that you learned from that experience?
1: Well, what I learned from my experience with cancer is that life is for the living and that you should make the most of every opportunity that you have and appreciate the little things around you, appreciate your family, your friends, your relatives And, and if there's something that you've been putting up that you want to do, Go for it. Don't
0: keep putting it off. And uh, and that's what you've been a great example. So thank you very much for sharing. I, I really thank appreciate you. it. So I, I want to talk about the work that you're doing with young people now yes. because it's very relevant uh, to also uh, the work that uh, we are doing as adults. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's just some slightly different dynamics but the skills uh, and the tools are very similar. Yes. So what... Uh, uh, if someone uh, is a young person, let's start from young people, and someone is a young person and they want to build their confidence up, uh, what are some of the steps that they can take to build their confidence as young people? And uh, also, how can this be related to someone who is actually starting a business or growing a business?
1: Okay. The great thing about confidence, as I've come to realize, is that no one person is confident every single time of every single day. Not even experts. And as soon as I realized that, I told myself, yeah, you got hope. (laughs) 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 And so so the great thing about confidence is that anyone can acquire it, no matter how hopeless you are or how hopelessly uh, you feel that you lack confidence. Because not even Tony Robbins is confident all the time. You are confident when you are in familiar surroundings and doing things that you're familiar with and with people that you're familiar with. And your confidence evaporates as soon as you find yourself in things that are strange to you, things you've not tried before, things that I'm sure you can relate to this as well, although you're a very confident person.
0: I do. I yes. definitely can relate. And so,
1: and so that's why I tell my clients that confidence is a skill that anybody can learn. It's like building a muscle. It just takes practice and repetition. Anybody can be confident. And, L- and, no matter who they are.
0: And do you find that there are... Because uh, you're saying what you said uh, is that you become confident uh, when you are doing something familiar. So is someone wants to become confident in one specific skill. Mm-hmm. Is that a set of action that they can take to build that confidence or a strategy or a format that you would suggest them to, to follow?
1: I was actually going to mention developing a new skill as one of the ways to build confidence. Because if there's a skill that you're trying to develop, then the best way to be confident in that skill is to find out everything there is to learn about that skill mm-hmm. and keep learning it and keep practicing it. And the more you do so, the more confident you become. It's as simple as that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking about uh, when I did the, the stand-up comedy gig yes. uh, f- a few months ago, Was that last month. And even though public speaking and speaking in public, I'm very confident and do it every yeah. day. And unless it's a really big gig, I don't f- almost feel nervous anymore because yeah. of the amount of hours and amount of speaking gigs yeah. I've done. Yes. However, when they did I they had to do the, my five minutes of stand-up comedy? Oh my God! I mm-hmm. was nervous. Uh, I was uh, I was scared. I, because I you're ne- not
1: familiar with with it, are you?
0: No, not at all.
1: Exactly. Yeah, but but does that mean that you you didn't get to learn and acquire the skill? Maybe you're still in that process, but but you know, but you but that's a skill that you're working on at the moment, and the more you do it, the more confident you become. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that you were great, actually. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> I
0: appreciate it. I'm happy you went well I'm yeah. happy I'm happy you went well and people kept laughing so that that, yes. that was good you, you did
1: really
0: well it didn't show that you were nervous <laughs> oh my god I was so nervous so so nervous and uh, is uh, is uh, really fascinating because in the, in that case in my opinion uh, all the nerves almost went away when I stepped on stage yes. Yeah. So I was nervous before, but uh, yes. when I stepped on stage, because I feel is my element, mm-hmm. then uh, all the nerves went away and I was yeah. just... And
1: you were having fun. <laughs> I was just
0: having fun and talking and uh, people were laughing and I said, okay, this is good. And the more they were laughing, the more confidence I was getting. So I, I, I remember at the end, my jokes were flowing much better than at the very beginning because at the beginning I was still testing the ground and see how the audience was responding and then all the audience they were pretty drunk so they would laugh at (laughs) anything so they (laughs) kept laughing (laughs) (laughs) and said okay this is a good gig i can just play Uh, i I think is uh, for people as you're suggesting is also to understand that it takes time and the more complex the more complex the skill or the attitude that you want to build is then the more time it takes and not to be, you know, get too much annoyed with himself. Mm-hmm. If uh, it takes few years, because it might take a few years to become yes, it totally could take confident. Years,
1: yes. After all, how long does it take to get a qualification? How long does it take to become a doctor or a lawyer? It takes years. Yeah. So it's the same <laughs> with building your confidence.
0: Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And, and there
1: are also some simple things you could do to develop your confidence. Starting with staying away from negative people, that's hmm. number one, because nothing deflates your confidence as much as hanging around people who are constantly putting you down.
0: How do, we, how do we get uh, rid of <laughs> negative people?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't necessarily, you know, get rid as in, oops, <laughs> try not to move too much, as in push them away. But, you know, find a way, maybe stop accepting invitations from them. If they invite you out, you know, have a very good reason why you can't go out. <laughs> Tell them very nicely that you've got all that commitment. <laughs> Honestly, there are some people who just, oh my goodness, just drain the energy and the yeah. life out of you with, with their outlook. Yeah. And I have been around some of them. You're not one of them, by the way.
0: <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: yeah the opposite.
0: <laughs> so now we talked about uh, confidence. We talked about uh, staying away from negative people. And uh, I think, uh, uh, guys, uh, I mean, uh, Stella is working a lot with teenagers. So for teenagers, it's even thinking yes. about their peers, the people that they yep. hang around with. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's very difficult for teenagers because uh, I find that, uh, you know, they, have, they feel that they always have to say yes. I remember when I was a teenager, I was a yeah, massive people pleaser because uh, I wanted to be with the cool kids. And mm-hmm. uh, some of them... Many of them actually, the energy was very draining, and uh, because I didn't enjoy being there, but I wanted to be part of that group because there was the group of the cool kids, Mm. and I wasn't a cool kid. Mm. And I think it happens also for in the entrepreneurial space. Mm. Uh, There are some people that uh, will hang out in environment as an entrepreneur just because they think that they have to, uh, because of the business opportunities uh, or the uh, you know the, the things they're going to learn or the connections that they're going to make, uh, but actually they don't enjoy being there is an environment that mm-hmm. is not conducive to them. Yeah. So as an entrepreneur, as an expert, use the same uh, advice, apply the same advice, make the choice. Yes, it's, and it's be very for, selective. For,
1: particularly for um, for the young people I would say, Educate them and which is what I'm trying to do when they when they that's why I'm, I'm trying to run programs and workshops That will educate them to know how to to relate to Those people you know the negative people who are always putting them down and to know what to say to them and to also know how to how to filter out the things that they hear because they, they, what happens is when you take all these things in, you're being told you're fat, you're ugly, your mates tell you that you, you you have big ears and they laugh at you, and you go home at night and then you dwell on these negative things and mm-hmm. they they fester in your head, and that's where the problem starts. But if they learn how they can how they can overcome, how they can dwell on more positive things, and and push the negative thoughts to the back the background, you know, like just just let them fade out. Yeah. If they if they learn how to do that, then gradually they will acquire the skills to build on their confidence. And for the adults in business, I would say simply take the things you need out of the, the meetings and, and the conferences and, and simply and just leave out leave the negative ones that don't serve mm-hmm. you. Simply pick and choose, you know, like in a sweet shop. Go and pick and choose the things that will serve you, the things that you love and the, the things that you benefit from and leave those that, that won't serve you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It takes
1: practice, but... but um,
0: I, I completely agree with you, Stella. And uh, uh, right now, um, for the people that uh, are starting a business, or starting an expert business, that are listening at the moment... Uh, Uh, or people that are growing as well, knowing what you know now uh, of the experience that you had in business so far, what is uh, something that you know now that you wish you knew at the very beginning?
1: Hmm. I suppose I wish I knew back then how to relate to people. I wish I knew how to be firm and assertive. I wish I knew how to say no to people I wish yeah I wish I knew how to be um, how to be more firm basically yeah
0: and why is that important for a business owner
1: it's it's very important because you cannot please everyone you have to conserve your energy building a business is tough enough as it is when you're trying to be everything to everyone, it's not going to work. You've got to, and you've you've got to also know when you're being taken advantage of. Because I didn't know this back then, it was very easy for people to take advantage of me. And like you, I was very much a people pleaser, and I, I wanted people to love me, but that didn't serve me. I've come to realize that now, and I'm I'm, I'm happy that I do now, but I wish I knew back then.
0: <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Now, last couple of questions before we wrap up, up, Stella, um, you are a GTEX lifetime member, and yes. uh, what is uh, the reason that ma- what is uh, the reason that made you join the lifetime membership, and uh, what do you like about what you love about being part of the GTEX family?
1: Well, when I when I um, got my coaching qualification, it, it's, I knew I wanted to do something. I knew I wanted to build a coaching business, but I didn't. I wasn't sure how to start. And joining GTEx gave me that clarity and helped me to develop a structure and also to start to get ideas about my signature program, which was really very, very helpful. And, and the great thing about GTEx is that they're brilliant at, at um, supporting you and also providing you with the resources you need to build a professional business. So what I would say to anybody who is considering joining GTEX is that if you are starting off or even if you've already built a successful business, but if you want that exposure and, um, and that recognition as an authority and an expert in your business, I highly recommend GTEX.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening right now, you want to apply to become a member, there is a link in the show notes. Just click the link and apply for a call and we can see explore ways in which we can uh, work together and uh, looking at the different programs that we have. Uh, Now, Stella, I have two more questions for you before we wrap up. Uh, The first question is... uh, how can people get in touch with you uh, if they want to um, be part of what you're creating? Because I know there are a lot of people that are listening right now that are working with young people that are that have the same passion as you, where you can collaborate, create resources together, open each other doors and opportunities. So if someone wants to follow your work and get in contact with you, what are the best ways?
1: Um, the best way is to connect with me on Facebook. Um Oh, and also to follow me on Twitter, my handle is at the Lioness Within Coaching. At okay. the Lioness Within Coaching.
0: So at the Lioness Within Coaching on Twitter and Instagram. No,
1: sorry, that, that's on Instagram. That's on
0: Instagram. Okay. Instagram, at, the, yes. at the Lioness Within Coaching on Instagram, and also Stella Maher. Stella
1: Maher on Facebook. On Facebook. You can find <laughs> me on Facebook. Send me a message, and uh, we can connect.
0: That's, that's fantastic. Uh, so the other question, the last question I have, and I want to wrap up this episode in this way, because I know that working with young people is, uh, is getting in school in particular mm. is uh, not that easy because uh, school, they don't see this type of development as a priority for the young person in particular public schools, but also a lot of private schools. Mm. They're more about getting grade marks on English and, and math, but they forget a lot of time to do the, the personal development of the students, which in my opinion is actually even more important than yeah. the grade of the math and, yes, and English. Smart. So if you could have a moment to appear, to send an appeal, to, to send a message to those schools, What would you say to them uh, about uh, the importance of the work that you do?
1: What I would say to organizations like that is that when these issues that affect young people are not tackled, it doesn't only affect their self-confidence and their academic performance, it affects their mental health. It pushes them into depression, social isolation, Self-harming, um, all sorts of eating disorders like bulimia and, and um, anorexia, and and even um, body dysmorphic disorders. And and it becomes it becomes more difficult to to treat those conditions once they're developed. I say prevention is better than cure. It's better to leave those pro- problems in the bud and have these young people educated on how to cope with societal pressures. And acquire the skills, that arm themselves with the skills that they need to cope with such pressures before it escalates to levels where they, they now need doctors to help them.
0: Thank you for sharing Stella. So anyone who is listening right now and works in the public sector or the private sector, in particular in the school and works with young people, remember what Stella said, prevention It's better than cure, because once they develop these issues, then the last thing you're thinking about is the grade that they are going to have in math or English. But it's more, is you're going to be worried about saving their lives sometimes. So what if we can avoid that and uh, prevent this to happen? So we can uh, create a world with the more conscious adults, because. They are going to become adults. Those young people one day. So (laughs) they are the future. Stella, thank you. Thank you very much for, for joining today. It's been a pleasure to have you as a guest.
1: Likewise, Simone. Thank you very much for having me.
0: You are welcome indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. Uh, Today, uh, we didn't talk much about business, but uh, we (coughs) talked about something which is, uh, I think, uh, even more important, which is the development of our future generations. As someone who is uh, like myself, worked uh, uh, for many years with young people and still working with young people, remember what Stella said and uh, if you are a parent as well, make sure that uh, you put effort into developing your child's and your young person uh, social skills uh, and personal development skills because uh, they are going to be way more important than the other grades that they're going to get in math or English or geography, whatever. So remember, remember that. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you subscribe right now and uh, leave us a good review, a five-star review, so we can reach uh, more people with the show. Thank you very much from uh, Stella and myself, Simone Vincenzi. I'll see you next episode. Ciao. Thank you,
1: Simone. Bye-bye.